And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode 72 of the We're Alive Fancast, where we cover every new release of everything related to We're Alive. I'm Mick. I'm Redbeard. Hi, Casey. This is Casey. <laughs> yes, we have Casey with us. We're uh, continuing talking about things like Gold Rush and what he's been doing lately, and uh, a little bit of Bronzeville. So we ended last episode, we were talking about you're writing a book. I am. I just actually, as of like three days ago, finished the book proposal, which was, oh my gosh, that was a task in itself. <laughs> um, but yes, it's it, the book is actually complete. Um, it's not like done, done, but I've, I've finished it, uh, gone through two drafts, um, it's really fun. It's about the medium and about how to do it, how to approach story, how to use audio to tell storylines, things like that. It's pretty dynamic. And it covers things that a lot of other books have not even attempted to try and do before. Um, and don't really, a lot of books tend to t- cover way too much history of audio drama and not enough craft. Whereas I'm like, eh, here's like three lines of history. Let's get into the craft. That's so cool. who is this? Uh, who is this targeted to? Like sound gen- engineers or like the layperson who's just now uh, looking to get into it? Uh, it's both. Um, there's there's a little bit for everybody in terms of like what the content is because if you're if you're super and if you're an engineer, there's really great sections on um, setting up sessions and IOs for Pro Tools and things like that. If you're not a if you're not an engineer and you're a writer, there's very big details on going into how to do script details and. Um, how to communicate something effectively through a script whether it's only audio only and um, just all the elements that come together to really put these these projects um, you know to make them work and I sort of used uh, we're alive and also bronzeville as sort of like my case study to um, use those as examples of how we take this to the next level because um, a lot of people who are going to be dealing with big name actors or even if small name actors, need to consider a lot of things before jumping into production. And this kind of covers all of it. Hmm. Is there going to be an audible version? (laughs) I thought about that. I thought about actually like doing a narrated version myself. And then like when I talk about an example of audio drama, including the piece of the audio drama in it. Um, Oh, that's cool. That sounds awesome. So maybe in the future I could do that, but the book's got to be published first and, um, hopefully I'll get paid for it. Cause you know, you know how these, it's always one of those things where, you have to put a book proposal together to submit it to get a um, advance, which then you use to pay for life while you write the book. Well, I've been writing the book without an advance, so hopefully that 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 will come around the corner when the book is ready to you know go out there. So we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's one of those things. What I've been just writing while I was having a child and kind of craziness that all that ensued. Hmm. So do you? I mean, do you like this kind of writing compared to writing dialogue and scenes and all that? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I kind of hate writing in this style in some ways because it's so grammatically limiting in terms of like, because when I'm writing dialogue, it's so freeing because I'm just writing how people talk. I don't have to worry about like, is the subject here? I can just worry about the flow of how something sounds or does it does this, you know, character... Does this feel like something that comes from them? That's so much easier to focus on than like the semantics of a sentence. Like, what is this too redundant to the 
one above and am I hitting my thesis statement by going through and saw, saw yeah it's it's like writing a term paper versus writing a short story huh well yeah I, so I, I'm looking forward to reading it I, I I'm gonna take a stab at it Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, um, anybody. I'll be honest. Even if you're not even doing an audio drama, knowing some of the principles of like storytelling, there's even a um, one section of the book uh, that is a story workshop, which actually it kind of bases my sort of approach to writing stories, which is you take a, a key concept and then you build around it, rather than just trying to come up with a story and then you know make everything else like fit. Um, this takes like a, a key arc and then just builds it and asks questions of like, well, what would the characters be doing? And, um, what are some options of what they, what, how could we make this more interesting? That kind of thing. So it's a more of a, um, kind of like a script workshop environment versus like a, here's how you write kind of thing. So it's even for anybody who's like a writer, anybody who's, who wants to be an editor, um, anybody who's, who's even like just attempting to come any anything in the uh, entertainment industry this might be some some uh, assistance hmm. well wish you the best of luck on that casey thank you it's been a lot of work and i'm so glad it's done now <laughs> <laughs> so okay um i'm sure many of the listeners know that you worked for chapman for many many years and had a yeah. seemed like i had a pretty good thing going there i know <laughs> <laughs> what a What's a, and those that don't know you, you are you have resigned quit. from there. Yes, I quit. <laughs> and you're Whalen Productions full time, right? I I am Whalen Productions full time. Um, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I am kind of floating my own boat now, doing the best that I can, eating away a little bit of savings here and there, just to try and kickstart a career in this um while having a young family which is risky but ultimately the it seems like now is the time to go and even though i will probably be struggling um i am just like hard charged to try and make it any way shape or form so it's so hard to transition to this and actually i feel like i get less done now but ultimately it's going to end up hopefully in the right area of where I can start to do this more of a, you know, full-time basis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that That is a terrifying thought. I have plans here and there for something down the road to kind of work for myself in the long run, but the thought of doing it right now is just horrifying. Yeah. Imagine how horrifying it is when you do all that. And then Trump gets elected. Ah. <laughs> It's like, yes. what? What happened? <laughs> Everything was what going. What movie so are we in? <laughs> like, I don't care anybody's political aspirations, whether they're for him or against him. Anybody who is like thinking of like self-supporting themselves right now in a in this turmoil, because it is turmoil, regardless of how you look at it, it's scary. It is scary. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> especially with like insurance premiums going up, and it's like. It's going to cost me how much to pay for insurance for my family a month? It's like, oof. Oh, and yeah, insurance is ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely is. And in California, like, um, if you don't make a certain amount of money, you can't get certain tiers of insurance. So, like, since this is, I know, off topic, but whatever. (laughs) Um, And you can cut this, it's fine. But, um, like, my, my son and I, uh, and my wife were all on Kaiser at my old work, and so they didn't want to switch. So to keep everybody on Kaiser, you actually have to like pay the full premium to keep people there if you don't make a certain amount. 
Mm. It's it's ridiculous. It's just ugh. It seems backwards. <laughs> it is. It's totally because they want it. They're like, oh, you can go on Medi- Medicaid or Medicare, and it's like, and that's the program they're planning on killing. So yay. It's definitely going to be interesting next four years. Uh, if nothing else, hopefully it leads to a lot of inspiration for people's writing. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely will. I was talking about that um, recently with someone else who's a creator. It's like, we're going to see some really interesting art pieces coming out over the next couple of years if it keeps going like this. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, um, sorry, what, I need to close with Trump. <laughs> so I pulled the Trump card. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what all are you doing to make ends meet? Uh, now that you don't work for Chapman, from five to seven, hopefully it's good nights, um, and I don't spend too many too many hours on my knees. But uh, for the most part, it goes pretty well. <laughs> I missed the what's it five to seven? Uh, I'm on the corner. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's it's not that bad, but it is it is scary. I'm actually um, I have put together my voiceover reel for doing commercial work um because i got i had a couple little side jobs here and there that i was like oh okay well maybe i should do more of this stuff i mean my voice isn't that bad i might be able to do some recording um get get a little bit extra here and there um working on gold rush a lot um and just trying to find ways of building the business and doing more things with it trying it's it's interesting because um it's it's hard to manage the balance of like i'm dealing with budgets and things like that and uh, and income reports, and then at the same time, I'm also trying to write new creative stuff. So it's like it's really hard to to do a balance of both. So hopefully, eventually, when we have more people coming on, we'll be able to have more full time positions take care of the stuff that I really am not as well suited to do. But I mean, it's going well. I I have one of these these optimistic approaches of if you build it, they will come, so to speak. And hopefully, the more that we create, the easier it will be to you know keep afloat. Well, uh, you're also going to be teaching an audio drama course coming up soon, right? I am. Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm working on since I have the book finished. Uh, that was sort of like the outline and basis for the course, um, so that people can actually read something, and I have testable materials. Um, and then, so the course starts in interterm, and it's going to have two groups of students create uh, two unique audio dramas under my belt. Hmm. Have you ever taught professionally before? I have. I taught high school for a while. Um, I taught. Uh, film production for um, uh, I, I don't know if I can actually say what high schools I did, but it, yeah, I did a couple courses here and there at, at two different high schools, and I worked with freshmen and seniors, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I really loved doing it. The problem was that when I was teaching, I was doing it uh, during well, it was like 2008. It was right after the recession, and mm-hmm. there was just no money to do it, and I lived in a, like a little one bedroom you know, apartment with uh, like at my brother's house. So it was easy to do, but like nowadays the uh, teaching is, is very, very you know hard to make. Some that's, that's really neat. I, I'm not sure I knew that about you. Yeah. I love teaching. It's really a lot of fun. And I, um, I used to, when I was a, a sergeant in the army, I used to teach a lot of tech stuff too. So it's, it's something that I've, I've always kind of loved doing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just not something that I feel like, I is well a good use of like full time. Like I'm a really good probably part time, but I definitely wouldn't be on a like a full time professor. Right. Um. So now that you're not a Chapman, are you recording at your house? Oh, uh, in terms of the the sessions, well, I do have a studio uh, that I converted from a garage that actually has a little bit of recording space. Probably can fit like two people. 
Um, and it's pretty quiet. I mean, it's where I'm at right now is, is fairly quiet, uh, unless there's like leaf blowers or motorcycles outside. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's not too bad. And then, um, if I want to record something at the school, um, I'm still pretty connected with all of them. So getting reservations and things. And since I'm going to teach there, it also makes it a little bit easier in that regard as well. Oh, okay, cool. Great. Yeah. Gold Sorry, wish. I'm just really interested in, in how you're doing this on your own. So I was trying to think of any <laughs> oh, more questions related to it. Me. Yeah, like um, you can cut this, but between you guys and I, it's it's hard. It's so hard. Oh, it's, I don't, I don't doubt it. Um, don't. Like especially cost of living in California, it's like, yeah, mm. I'm 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 working my ass off, and I've I, many times I struggle with like anxiety of doing it. And I just have to remind myself that just do the best you can. If something is falling behind or something's not getting done, who cares? You can't be Superman. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, I'm just, I'm, so I'm, I'm doing my best to try and plan every angle I, I, that's possible. But for the most part, it's just, yeah, so it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking, but I just do the best you can. Okay. See. No, so, I, I, no, I have I have anxiety about you doing this so, <laughs> personally. <laughs> so I know for you, it's got to be uh, pretty hard. And man, I don't know. I, I know that you you won't have trouble finding work if you decide to do that again. So I mean, yeah, I I'm I'm weighing that option. Um, I'm going to weigh that option a lot more heavily come like February, March. I can I can float till then probably. Yeah, but I'm like shaking my fist, my fist right now, like in kind of a victory, and you can do it, man. Type of deal. Like, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm, and I, you guys, you guys, uh, your support is is definitely helps that. I will be honest; it, it does do that. I just well, got to make sure that we get the the revenue and income coming in to be able to support an actual like me in general. Yes. Yeah. Well. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, we're rooting for you. Because <laughs> well, uh, realistically, uh, like I gotta hit that like three thousand a month income for me to even like work, and then on top of that, we actually have like a, a space now, an actual office space. It's like it's it's only like seven hundred a month, but still, if you're not any income, that's just a a pit. Yeah. Right? Well, when this other stuff does roll out, it will help that we're lives had fifty million plus downloads. Yeah, and, it, and it's still going strong. It does not decrease. So, I mean, at least we got that going on. Oh, yeah. Come on, Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> it's Geico right now. It's Geico. Geico. Yeah, Geico. My advertisement's no longer there for Guitar Center. Mm. Yeah. At Guitar Center. <laughs> oh, you're replacing those? <laughs> you're replacing them feed-wide now? A second? You're replacing those ads across the entire feed now? Uh, I don't do it actually. The cool thing is with our uh, our feed now, it uses dynamic ad insertion, meaning that um, when the uh, publisher company decides to swap out the ads, they can just do it without us even getting involved or editing the episodes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is a- cool. <laughs> but yes, uh, we wish you well, and uh, we commend your bravery. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is Seriously. it is it is scary, but I have a really good supportive uh, household who's who's doing the best to you know take care of me while they're taking care of Augie at the same time. So yeah, it's one of those things where I figure now is a good time to be the most struggling time, and then later on, be more secure later on in his life because it's you know make the yeah. choices now that'll set you up maybe later on. Definitely. So let's talk about Gold Rush. Gold Rush. About Gold Rush. I'm really looking forward to this because I know 
how much comic gold is going to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's so much fun to write. Like I've gotten the first episode done and I'm like halfway through the first draft on the second. Um, and it's just so much fun to write these characters. There's, it is complicated. It is really complicated to write in some regards because, um, it's one of those, like you're writing between two walls again. Um, but for the most part, it's still really cool to be with, uh, the characters and, as we're working on it now, um, when we do our like table reads, I'm actually able to hear the characters read it, which is really fun. Oh yeah. So can you give us a, as much detail, uh, or, you know, synopsis of what gold rush is going to be? Sure. Okay. So gold rush takes place. Um, Oh, you know what? Would you like me to read you the introduction? Yes. Uh, let me do <laughs> Don't stop there though. Uh, I'll read just the introduction. Uh, there is a uh, there's a tentative introduction from Michael Swan um, to the project, um, and that's all I'll really say. Um, if you are familiar with some of the things we've been doing with Michael Swan lately in terms of how his perspective on our world, uh, take a look at those audio clips. It's pretty fun. Um, let's see here. Okay, so uh, is it anything else other than the trailer? Uh, just the trailer. Teaser? Okay. Just that teaser okay. thing. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, okay, so here's Michael Swan's line. Welcome to Gold Rush. Now, before we begin our adventure, a word of warning. The story you're about to hear contains loud sounds, adult situations, and language. There will be some minor spoilers to the main series of We're Alive, as this is the third installment. It's not required to know what's happened before, but in order to understand what's in- and enjoy this series. But it also doesn't hurt. And with that, we're ready to begin. Our story, Gold Rush, begins 17 years after the outbreak, in a place that might be familiar to you. The city-state of Westport, formerly known as the Colony. A lot has changed, but some things remain the same. So you guys got a little, uh, you got to know what the actual is known for as a title later on. Did you say 17 years after? 17 years. That's That's when the story starts. Oh, I'm, I'm so confused. I know you're confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so to, to give you some ideas of what the story is going to be like, because it, it, it is a and little excited. bit... excited. <laughs> we, we do play with two storylines. Um, we play with uh, the present and the past. Um, getting to learn a little bit about some things that happened off the page of, of one of the journals um, that was never part of the story of survival. So there are there there are gaps of time in the original story, and uh, we we dive into one of those gaps and um, following the adventures of the soldiers who um, may have uh, discovered something in the world um, that leads them on an adventure to find gold. Um, there actually is gold in the series. Uh, it is called Gold Rush in some ways. Wow! <laughs> um, and uh, so we get to we get to see a little bit of where the story has gone and where it has been, and why we are seeing all these things at once, and what what is the relevance to it, and how it all fits is part of the fun of what Gold Rush is. That is awesome. I kind of want to do a fan cast just on the intro. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I can't tell you the. Uh, so I I had in my mind, you know, it was going to kind of be low stakes because we knew the characters that were going into it and they wouldn't die. And you might introduce some new people that would die, but who cares about them? <laughs> but no, this is going to be in the future and there's two timelines. There's yeah, so much more you can do with it. 
Mm-hmm. More more of the story is told in the past. I'll be honest; it is it, like the most the most of the perspective of the story goes into a time when um, most of the characters of were alive are still alive. Um, it's it's in that real interesting buffer zone after the people have returned from uh, Fort Irwin and Boulder and they reunited. You you saw that 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 Michael speech that he had, and then the um, then. So after all that happens, there's like a gap of like four months that we just skip. This takes place in that four month gap. Mm-hmm. So you get to see some of your old familiar faces and interact with them again. So like when Riley's in military training and all that, does that? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the Fort Irwin is gone. Same okay. with uh, Boulder. Okay. Uh, so those places are, are completely wiped out. Uh, well, they're, they're in the state that they're in um, after season three. Um, but it's a time when everyone's kind of happy and living at the colony. The colony's been expanding a little bit, and it's it's not in a very eventful time. But there was something that we missed, and we get to find out why it is we missed by also experiencing a little nostalgia of these characters back in the day. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I'm sorry I blanked on what you were saying a minute ago. Are you saying it's between seasons three and four? Yeah. Okay. So uh, the exact point it's after is. Um, chapter 36 37 38 so after chapter 38 and before chapter 39 it's in between those two awesome so if you're if anybody's going back like where is it? it's right there um and uh i believe it takes place in like february or march of that year of 2010 <laughs> wow oh yeah. yeah i'm excited okay the- oh it's 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 a blast to write but it's also it's complex it's but it's also really fun you said you're done with part one. Is this? Uh, can you go into how long you think it's going to be? How many parts and how long those parts will be? Sure. Um, I'm entertaining the idea of making it ten parts right now, but each part is about a chapter. About a chapter length, like yeah, story of survival chapter length. Mm-hmm. Oh, about cool. So about, about an hour long. About an hour long. Uh, the, right now, the first one's fifty-six. Excuse me. Uh, it's 56 pages. Um, I imagine the second, um, my, my target length is going to be around like maybe 40 to 50 pages per episode. And then uh, there's like a mid break in the middle. Um, I know that's a little longer. I might find ways to trim them down, but ultimately I think, um, I don't know. I don't, I like the idea of making them shorter, but at the same time, I don't want to make them too short and have to just rely on nothing but like cliffhangers, which is gotcha. hard to do in this story. It's, it was hard to do in lockdown, especially too, because I didn't want to like break the feel of what you're experiencing. So I'm kind of finding a happy medium in between there where it's not as long as the parts of lockdown, but still pretty hefty. So hmm. you're not going to be releasing these chapters in parts then? No, it's going to be uh, all at once. But what I might do is I might split up the season half and half. I'm still, I'm still kind of figuring it out. A lot of it's still kind of being determined, and what is the best best method of doing this, so to speak. Gotcha. That is cool. Uh, the yeah. um, we got a little. Did we get a taste of the music? It sounded kind of westerny in the trailer teaser. Um, it it was there, but that was that may not be the exact style that I'm looking for. Um, we'll see. I mean, it, it, a lot changes when you actually have to like compose to, um, the, the, you know, the people in the, uh, the, the lines and stuff when you're actually in right. the store, it's a little bit different. Um, so we'll see. He did, uh, Daniel, uh, Burkhoff Hopkins actually scored all of that and he did an amazing job for what he, for what time he had. And, uh, I don't know. I, I really like it. And I think, um, the Western part of it is going to be so weird to play with because, 
uh, it does have a lot of Western themes, and there are a lot of Western elements in the story, but there also are some little gimmicks to make it work. Like, for instance, um, the soldiers may or... Actually, I don't have to say may or may not. They're actually part of the, one of the subplots that they're doing is they're actually filming a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and it might just be a zombie Western. <laughs> oh my god that's are, are they are they dressing them up i i can't oh. tell you anymore oh, that's gonna be so great. oh they're dressing up the zombies as, yeah. as oh um that's something i could totally see that crew doing with some slower ones i don't think they would go to that extent because <laughs> that's really risky <laughs> i suppose they could be really like doing whatever they want because they have plot armor, but, you know. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, like, if they knew about Saul, they could just have him do whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's that's the thing, is, like, I might actually even make jokes about them having plot armor. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it sounds like you could do a whole lot of fun with this one. Oh, yeah, we get to call a, a lot of attention to stuff. Like, even even having some of the old characters uh, come back, I'm ha- I'm getting a chance to do some fun things with them that I didn't get a chance to, and also resolve some things that people have some questions about from the main story that are going to come up in this again. So it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's similar to lockdown where it's like, you'll just, you'll get some filler from uh, stuff you might've missed. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I could see some, uh, some tongue in cheek foreshadowing of what Robbins is like, Oh, I should have just bent that rebar and got in there. And Muldoon's like, oh, you couldn't bend rebar. And like, I bet it could. Probably could. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty strong. <laughs> uh, that I'm really looking forward to Gold Rush. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I am too. Uh, there's there's there is a chance we might do a mid season break just to do be able to get funding for it or something like that. So we're figuring it out. It's 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 a little complex, and uh, the cool thing is uh, we do have extra producers on this one. Matter of fact, all four soldiers are producers on it, so they'll be helping out in different uh, different ways. I felt it was appropriate because they're going to be so integral to the story that might as well bring them in early and uh, help lighten a little bit. And they're doing a great job. It's been really fun. Very cool. <laughs> and so, and we don't have we don't have any anticipated release like, dates now. Like quarters seven four seventeen or no, I will say twenty seventeen and leave it at that. The the reason why I do that, I, I people get like, Oh, why can't you just tell us? It's because um I, the writing has to come first. And if I don't feel like the writing is ready, I'm not gonna I'll I'll kill the project, you know. Yes, that's the answer I always want, but I have to ask. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm I'm the same way as like, no, story has to come first. It has to be good and has to be complete. Otherwise why would I ruin things I've already spent a lot more time on? Right. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like when you are adding something to the story, it can t- either add to it or take away. <laughs> you definitely don't want to do the latter. That's excellent. I'm really looking forward to it. And that music, Hey, that's a thumbs up for me. If you want to do some Western <laughs> stuff with, with the theme, that sounded great. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of little hidden stuff in, in that, uh, in that teaser, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right we ready to talk about bronzeville red beard or you got any more well uh i had one question before we jump into there um sure. so what year does modern man look like it might reveal itself 
Modern Man is an entirely different world, so I don't know exactly how to approach that question. <laughs> um, I probably won't say anything. Modern Man is is like one of my more closely guarded secrets, um, and I'm I'm still waiting for the environment to be accepting of of that project because um, literally I'm it will need at least like a hundred thousand a season to be able to, to, to do it right in the way that I want to do it and, you know, put people on contracts where they have to come back and record the next season, things like that. So until we get to that point, I don't want to even start it because it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, no, I, if I start something, I'm going to finish it. And it was much easier with lockdown and gold rush, but jumping into another we're alive size project without actors having on contracts. I'm like, I don't want to put myself at that risk anymore because I had ways of working around it. And we're alive. I would not have ways of working around it. Modern man. Gotcha. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, I had a question for that, but I forget. If it comes up, you can, you can yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> Will we see flares of your animation stories or possible stories come up in Modern Man? No, not Modern Man. But I tell you what, there is a story. There's, there's, there's like two lines in Gold Rush that I kid you not came from an animation that I did uh, when I was sixteen. <laughs> uh, and I found a really good spot to put it and I know no one will ever catch it but I just laugh every time I see it I don't know, Chris Park he might catch it he, You know, uh, I, he'd have to have seen this animation and I don't think I've released it so uh, I might have to release it just for fun uh, it was from an old story called Crescent Island that went nowhere it was hmm. one of those things where it's like I got a little bit more animation done for it yay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love doing animation, but it really, like, you work years and you have, like, a seven-minute-long reel. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. Yeah, I, was, I, it, I got old. I got, I got old. Yeah, I did get old really quick with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, it wears on you too much. And I really enjoy doing things that uh, are more larger scale, like uh, like this, like We're Alive and things like that, where it's, like, massive scale. Yeah. Did I tell you why I got into audio drama from animation? No. No, if you're curious, the Yeah. One of the big things that for me um with animation was like you work so long and it was just like really infinitesimal bits of time. And um for my senior thesis, I went way too above and beyond trying to do this a uh, project called So Poor. And uh it ended up being so poor. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it was like soul crushing in a lot of ways because I listened to the recordings I did with the actors and I was like, the recordings sound better than the animation that was done in the end. And I was like, and that's kind of what planted the seed that I ended up later on. I'm like, you know what? I've done voice recording sessions before. Why don't I just do voices? Why do I even have to do a visual? Because this sounds even better before I even did the rest of the work. So I was like, oh, I'll keep that in mind. And then huh. Real Life came along uh, the next year. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Bronzeville. Bronzeville. What Bronzeville. I could talk about it at least. Yes. yes. Okay. So Do we can wanna... you, what can you tell us about the story? What, I guess I could Nothing. say what, what we know, <laughs> and then you could say anything else. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, go ahead. Yeah, I'll fill in the blanks where I can. I guess. Sure. I guess it's 1930s, right? 47. 47? Mm hmm. Yeah. 1947 in Bronzeville, uh, which is a part of Chicago. Correct. Called Black Metropolis area. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so to, to give you a little history lesson, uh, and this, yeah. this is not part of the story, it's just part of history. Um, there was a very large African-American migration coming from the South to the North at that time. And in places like Chicago, um, the whites uh, were segregating uh, any, any black citizens that were coming in there into sections of the city. And that's where uh, Bronzeville came around and the black metropolis, because it was all just uh, African-Americans helping each other. There was banks run by, and this is all true too. It's, it was all, it was like an African-American run community helping out others. And in a time when if you were black, you couldn't get a loan mm-hmm. or you couldn't own a business. So you couldn't do it. Like it gave opportunities for people that, that they, they didn't have before. And it really was like, um, everyone helping out each other. And, and it's kind of a different perspective of that. And in those sort of environments, you always have crime come creeping in. And so that's sort of the, maybe the start of something there. Hmm. Yeah. From the, what I understand, you know, the, uh, the mafia introduced a competition to uh, a gambling that was happening in those areas. And it kind of, that's only one spectrum of it, but it, it also it disrupted the the lives and the the way a lot living for a lot of people for the Bron- in Bronzeville. Yeah, actually, uh, I think in terms of history, just uh, just behind it, um, I don't think the mafia actually took it. I think they uh, I think they actually were able to keep it. Uh, it was the numbers racket game. Uh, I think they were able to keep it going, except that by the time that they had won it. The state ended up taking it, and it then became the lottery. Yeah, mm, right. So it, it it did stay in their hands for long enough, but eventually it did leave. Okay. Something about the mafia wanting to get in on, on it and couldn't, or something like that. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, about it. All that stuff is definitely true, and there are, there are some there are elements of the story that are based off of historical stuff. So I mean, if you're uh, looking for some something that really has some foundation in reality, this it's pretty pretty good. Now, you can tell me if this needs to be taken out or not, but sure. uh, is this in any way affiliated with uh, any of the existing books or musicals or thea- theater productions based around this? No, I believe that all this... Uh, I, I don't know if there's any sort of inspiration aside from the book Black Metropolis. I don't believe so. Okay. I believe that everything is original uh, from Josh Olson. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, because I know there, there's a previous book called Kings, and then there's a, a musical. Kings, yeah, there's there there is some pre-existing stuff, but I don't believe any of that stuff is is in this at all. Um, okay. And I, I was a little too uh, has, uh, hasty with saying it, Josh Olson. There there are other people who had the story beforehand who were working on it, I believe as well, um, in the production teams. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Well, what can you go into? Uh, how many parts this will be in the links of those? Um, I, I can't say the part. There's 10 episodes for sure. Um, and uh, I can only say that it's part of the press release. So we'll clear there. Um, gotcha. <laughs> and what was the second part of the question? Uh, like the length of the episodes. Oh, okay. So the length of the episodes um, would be... Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I can actually say that. But imagine they're um, the the episode lengths. Imagine they're like TV shows. It's like a TV show episode kind of thing. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So some somewhere between a half hour and an hour. Hmm. And is there a, like? Could you say like the genre? Um, I would say uh, definitely. It's definitely gangster. 
Um, definitely um, some some ma some like uh, that, that kind of element to it. Um, some some gang shoot 'em ups, but there's also a lot of really good character stuff as well. Um, it's just it's a really fun story following uh, following one particular individual and his his introduction into this world and how he fits in it and things like that. So it's pretty fun. Hmm. It sounds awesome. Uh, you've worked with some some pretty big names in the past with Jim Gleason and Stephen. What, what was his Weber? last name? Yeah, Stephen Weber from Wings. Stephen Weber, yes. Yeah, I definitely had knew him for sure. But I mean, this is a totally different realm with Lawrence Fishburne. It is uh, <laughs> a lot more pressure. A lot more pressure involved in in this Lawrence kind of game. Tate. Lawrence, uh, yes, yeah. So Lawrence Fishburne, Lorenz Tate, um, uh, Tika Sumter. Um, the, I mean, that's just the list of what's released. There's there's even more um, that I that I don't know who I'm allowed to talk about or not. But the, it's such a huge cast. Like the amount of people involved in this is put it like this. Um, in the entire series of We're Alive. Uh, there are less characters <laughs> or less, less, yeah, wow. put it like that. Um, there's, there are some, uh, there's more people in the, the background and things like that with this. Um, so there's, it's a lot, it's a very, very large cast. I don't think I could say how many, but, um, there, it's just a very, very big cast compared to some of the other stuff I've worked with before. And that actually added a lot of complications as well to deal with that many people. Um, whereas you tr- scheduling and things like that and getting everyone there. And it's also a lot of content and, um, yeah. And also we had a different recording facility and so just everything was kind of new and, uh, dealing with different production companies of this level in Hollywood, just chaos, uh, not <laughs> chaos in terms of just getting it done. But just for me, the adjustment period was just very, it's all new world. Like, uh, just so much learned in oh, a matter of just a couple of weeks. Just trial by fire. Wow. Right. So you, I mean, you actually got to work with them, right? Like in the. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I was, uh, I, I was working with Lawrence Fishburne nonstop for like two weeks while he was there, and um, hand in hand with with Lorenz because uh, they were uh, all three of us directed, whether it was myself, Lawrence, or Lorenz. So I like, uh, I like, would, I prep material. Uh, from my book, actually, and submitted to, the, to them ahead of time so they could read it a little bit and have an idea of, uh, of what they wanted to do um, in terms of their directing and, and things to look out for and listen for, and sort of like how do you how you deal with uh, audio, in other words. So, because a lot of a lot of people who come from the visual medium, they have no idea what to do. So, I gave them tips of what to focus on and what to look for, and. So yeah, it's such a such a unique experience uh, working with all of them, and it, it's it's really fun. Matter of fact, it's kind of funny. Uh, Lawrence and I have the same birthday, so uh, and we ended up uh, recording like up to our birthday, which was kind of fun. And uh, so we both had they had our little happy birthday together, and that was that was a blast. So it was really a fun set, really great people to work with, and uh, ultimately just like a, a life changing experience really that's really cool so what kind of what kind of stuff did he tell you about justice league <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't you know what i don't even think he's mentioned the word about it we didn't really <laughs> what a pro no he of course he wouldn't um but also he's got so many projects going on he may not even have known at the time um yeah. 
So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where there's like so many different projects coming along. He did, he did have re- recount some stories of, of things he did in the past. And it's, it's really, it's fun to see someone who is an artist who has that much experience. Like he has, he's been on more movies than m- some people have ever seen. So he's just, yeah. uh, uh, the stuff that he was saying about the places he's been and, it, it was so cool to have that sort of experience, especially to bring it on as a director um, and be able to sort of like give give a good way of uh, coaching someone to, into a certain role. And so I learned a lot because directors don't get to watch other directors. They never do that. So being able to be on set with them and, and see what each one of them did and sort of their traits. I mean, I, I to this day, I will steal some of the, the, the lingo that they use when getting an actor into into the space that they need to. And so it's it's fun to kind of get that perspective that I, I didn't have before as a director. And you can always learn a little bit more from somebody else. Hmm. That's really cool. And so Lawrence Tate and Lawrence Fisherburn, they they produce this, right? I'm just OK. I'm, so I'm, I'm, that's, that's the headline I read they that they produced it. So this was something that's very important to them, this story. Or they were looking for something to do in the audio drama realm. Um, it's hard for me to speak on how they became attached to the project and what their specific rules are. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who did, does what, because um, a lot of because uh, each one of them have their own production companies, which I worked, I still work with hand in hand with. So mm-hmm. yes, um, yes, I do work with with them. Uh, in what capacity? It's hard to say, and I'm not certain if I can. Gotcha. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it, credits and billing among this atmosphere is very, very difficult to sometimes deal with because you can't say the wrong thing. <laughs> you really can't. Just- <laughs> uh, no, please don't. <laughs> that is awesome. And I guess I asked this question. I'm not, and if you can't answer it, that's perfectly fine. And I'm not even sure if it's the right question to ask, but what are the chances for like a sequel to Bronzeville or a continuation of the story? Is that something that's even possible? Uh, I don't know if I can answer that um, without giving a, anything away. So I'm just going to be like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't, cannot answer that one. That's all I know. How did you enjoy working on this project? Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I mean, I learned a lot. Um, it, it sort of gave me a, a window to the world of the professional realm of doing this, which I definitely needed. I, I think that one of the things about doing this sort of medium is that um, nobody has really crossed over into that realm yet. And I think I got to be the first taste of it in a way. I know that they're working on a lot of stuff with bigger names, but those projects are... Um, a lot of the times they're, they're not set up the same way and I don't think they're going to be the same quality either. I think that ours is something that people are going to be supo- surprised with. And I think especially like this type of storytelling where we're doing Foley work and doing and creating worlds around the characters and really um, separating the vocal performer from the physical performer. Um, I think all of that leads to just generally much better theater for the mind where you can tune in and, experience what's going on without having to visually see it. And I think um, being on this project and being able to bridge that gap and work with really the high-end actors um, has just made things a little bit more easier and accessible for my next project that I'm working on and, and going from there. Because the nice thing is, as as these projects keep going and uh, as people realize that, oh, this is really fun, 
it makes it easier for me to get the next project going because it's something to, to build off of. And I think this is like one of the greatest ways of building a career off of this point. And then uh, not only that, but hopefully people will experience Bronzeville and then come back to where lives. So I think oh, yeah. we'll see a lot of spill off in, in all directions. Well, I, I hope they really market this thing. I mean, with, with these names and it sounds like the, the budget they have behind this, surely they'll market it and get people more interested in audio drama. I hope so. The mind type things. I hope so. And I, I, I think that, um, given, given the amount of people that are involved, a lot more people are going to pay attention because that's something with like, we're alive that I've always run into a a wall against is like, um, getting people to sit down and listen is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I don't know why it is, but just the, the act of them not seeing something visual and getting into it, it's harder for some people because we're such a visual world that like, that's, that's how we keep entertained. Um, (laughs) that for some people it takes a little bit of adjusting. And I think I, I don't, I wonder how, I wonder how it can be received amongst people who have never experienced audio dramas too. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I'm curious to see where the medium can go, but I really, I have faith that, um, people will, will get attached to it. I I think if more people knew it was an option for when it's not conducive to watch a video, especially when you're driving. Uh, Yeah. uh, I, I don't know why more people don't listen to podcasts while doing that. And there's so many that I know that do listen to podcasts, but they don't listen to audio dramas. Yeah, I think part of it is technology gaps of people not having their cars set up for it or not knowing how to to experience it in that way, I think is is a little bit of a gap. Um, But who knows? I think as more and more of them come out, we'll see more opportunities to expand it and make it big stuff. Mm. Well, I'm excited for Gold Rush and Bronzeville. (laughs) I'm glad we have two Wayland Productions coming out in the next year, at least two. I'm happy about it too, but uh, to be quite honest with you, Bronzeville is not considered a Wayland production. It's uh, I'm attached to it as a producer and as a director, but it's not. You won't see Wayland Productions in there in any way. Got you. Okay. It's it's one of those things where um, it just the the paperwork actually ends up hiring me personally versus the the company if that makes sense. How much? Uh, okay, so you do a lot of. I mean, definitely you do all the quality control for We're Alive. I mean, <laughs> but when it comes to Bronzeville, how much input did you have in the final product? Did they let you? So, when it, uh, I guess the question is multifaceted because I'm curious to know if they let you say, "Oh no, I think whenever we want to do this sound, I've done it like this and it works really well." Did they let you um, do that? You're that's uh my the creative input that i have in this is much different than we're alive uh, obviously because there's a lot more producers involved um so the style is different it's you'll you'll see a lot of my um some of my influence in terms of like the perspective and also because the editor is is grayson who's worked with me you know countlessly on we're alive mm-hmm. so he is um he has a lot of the influences of the, the way that we do things but um, some some of the aspects are more subdued uh, than they are in We're Alive. Like footsteps, I think are a little bit more subtle rather than taking the main stage that they do in, in We're Alive. But oh, that's yeah, just like the character you put into them. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a style choice. I still put character into them. Uh, we did a lot of the, the foley work, Grayson and I. Um, but the the actual like um, just the the loudness of it. And and presence in the scene is is a lot more subdued than than we're alive. So some st- simple things like that, but in the most for the most part, 
some of the stylings are are the same um and also it's different so it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like seeing or experiencing an audio drama that is like um the efforts of several different people all combined into one plus us if that makes sense so it's it's almost like a new flavor that we're coming out with hmm. well i'm definitely looking forward to that i'm really curious what it's going to do for the audio drama realm and in, in general yeah, there's there's been a lot of talk of of uh, like Netflix for BBC audio dramas now. Like I'm seeing stuff for the audio drama community more and more um, than I've ever seen, and it's kind of it is inspiring and also a little intimidating at the same time because I don't know it, it's 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 there's a lot of content out there right now, and I think um, because we haven't produced a lot in a while. Um, some people are not going to us first because we're just not high in the charts because it's not as new. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where um, I I think that we're just going to maintain and hold on and uh, quality over quantity is where we will win in the long run. Definitely. Well, that's all I've got for right now, Redbeard. Yeah, you? same here. I literally just took the last drink of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casey, we can't thank you enough for uh, reaching out and wanting to come on the show and uh, answering all our questions that you could and tiptoeing around the ones you couldn't. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Like it's hard to, to talk about this stuff, but I appreciate your patience because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, nope, don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, don't forget everybody that there's going to be a, a chance for new writers on we're live. Uh, go out there and take a look at that one. Casey posted on We're Live and the contest might be over by the time you say this on the second part, depending on when you release it. <laughs> it it could be. Could be. Or but, we'll just keep it open and keep on accepting submissions until February. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you. We wish you and your family uh, all the success. Thank you, guys. You too. Have a great holiday if I don't see you guys beforehand. Absolutely. You too. You too. All right. All right. And uh Look for us uh, to be on Bronzeville. We'll have the Bronzeville Fancast coming up real soon. We'll include probably episode one or two of that in the We're Live Fancast feed. But there will be a separate podcast to cover Bronzeville, and we're looking forward for that. Also, too, for uh, Gold Rush. Uh, this is Mick. This is Redbeard. This is Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Mick Ginger, you can't be Superman.